Hello, I'm Brenna Bay, a partner with Edwin Co. Welcome to our podcast series about residential construction. In these podcasts, we discuss matters which arise on residential construction projects. Numerous of the topics discussed are also covered in our guide entitled, What to Know Before You Start Digging a Hole, which can be found on our website. I would highlight that the information within these podcasts is general guidance only and may not necessarily apply to your particular situation, since every construction project is different. Therefore, I strongly recommend that you seek professional advice before you undertake any sort of construction project or sign any appointments or contracts. In our last podcast, we discussed the role of the contract administrator, or CA. In particular, we talked about how the CA is responsible for determining if the contractor is entitled to more time to complete the works. In this podcast, we'll focus on time. We'll review the circumstances that entitle the contractor to more time, along with what happens if a contractor does not finish the works on time. At the outset of a project, you and the contractor will agree a date by which the works are to be completed. However, more likely than not, the project will not actually be completed by this original completion date. Rather, given its bespoke nature, there are various events which can occur on construction projects, which result in delays to the works. It is important to remember that not every delay is due to the contractor. The most obvious example just now is a pandemic. I expect few people would consider it the contractor's fault where works are delayed due to a worldwide pandemic that forced the vast majority of the world's population to be locked down. Of course, there are plenty of other less extreme situations which impact the time it will take to reach practical completion of a project. The question we have to look at is whether the risk for such events is your risk or your contractor's. Clearly, it is reasonable that a contractor is entitled to more time to complete the works where circumstances happen that are outside of the contractor's control. For example, if you decide you want to change to some element of the project. This is, of course, an event which would be at your risk, in which case the contractor would be entitled to more time to complete the works. When using JCT forms of contract, such employer risk events are called relevant events. Depending on the contract used, there are different lists of relevant events. However, some examples are changes of variations that you instruct, suspension by the contractor when you have not paid it, where there was a delay by a statutory undertaker, such as a utility supplier, exceptionally adverse weather conditions, if the government exercises a statutory power which directly affects the execution of the works and is not the contractor's fault, or if you do something that impedes or prevents the contractor from carrying out the works. If the delay in the works occurs due to a relevant event, the contractor will submit a claim for an extension of time, which your CA assesses based on the provisions of the contract. As we discussed in our last podcast, the CA has a responsibility to come to his or her decision impartially and independently. If the CA decides to grant an extension of time, then the completion date is extended accordingly. Circumstances which are not deemed a relevant event are at the contractor's risk, and thus the contractor has to deal with such matters within the allocated time frame for the works. If the contractor does not complete the works by the agreed completion date, then it is in breach of contract, and you are entitled to damages for such breach. Of course, claiming for damages can be both time-consuming and costly for both parties. Therefore, it is common in commercial contracts, like construction contracts, to include liquidated damages. 
Liquidated damages, also known as LDs or LADs, are pre-agreed amounts of compensation to be paid by a contract breaker to the other party should a specified breach of contract occur. Thus, construction contracts generally include provision that LDs are payable by the contractor to the employer when the works have not reached practical completion by the agreed completion date. A couple of things to watch about liquidated damages. First, they should not be capped. I've often seen contracts which state that LDs are only payable for, say, the first month of delay. This means that after that month, if the works are still not completed, you can no longer claim liquidated damages. Rather, you'll be left to have a claim for general damages. Additionally, without going into the full details of all the legal points, the amount of liquidated damages need to be within proportion to their purpose. So basically, when considering the amount of LDs, you need to consider the financial impact on you in the event the works are not completed on time. For example, the cost of rental accommodation or maybe interest on a development loan. If the level of liquidated damages is too outrageous, there is a risk that they will be found to be unenforceable. What about if you don't have a written contract or your contract doesn't contain provision for liquidated damages? While all not is not lost, matters do become a bit more challenging. Legislation will impose provisions in your contract which require the contractor to complete the works within a reasonable time. Of course, what is reasonable will be uncertain. And you will potentially have a claim for general damages if the works are not completed within this reasonable time. However, you will have to prove your loss and that the contractor's breach of contract caused the loss. Of course, as we've stated ab above, court proceedings to determine such matters can be both expensive and time-consuming. Therefore, not to sound like a broken record, but again, it's always best that you have a proper written contract in place prior to starting your residential construction project. So in this podcast, we've discussed time, when a contractor is entitled to an extension of time, and what happens if the contractor does not complete the works on time. While a contractor has an obligation under the contract to complete the works by an agreed completion date, there are various events which can occur to delay the project which are outside of the contractor's control. In such circumstances, the contract administrator will likely grant an extension of time to the completion date. Where the contractor is in delay due to its own defaults, a robust construction contract will provide the employer the ability to levy liquidated damages to con compensate the employer for such delay. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and will join us again next time.